friend, my name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was looking at the temptation of Jesus, and it struck me, probably for the first time, that Jesus' baptism would have been so joyous, I think, for him. That sense of public affirmation, or maybe even just personal affirmation, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased, and having the spirit descend like a dove, and the different gospel accounts give slight variations, you know, and one of them, Jesus is the one who sees the dove, and one of them, it's John, um, different people hear the voice from heaven, but then it is really clear that right after that, Jesus is driven by the spirit into the wilderness. And I, I was thinking about what this means and in some ways what it means for us, because if you think about it, here's Jesus. And I am sure that this was a euphoric moment for him, something that was so beautiful. I was trying to imagine in my own life, like when have I had a euphoric moment like that? probably the best, oh man, this is going to be embarrassing. Probably the best one that I could come up with is, um, the, the young man that I loved in high school went to the air force Academy and he was never that into me in retrospect. I can see this, but I was, I really liked him. And, um, at one point we went to, we ended up at the same new year's Eve party. And then and it could be that I'm even getting the timeline a little bit mixed up, but at some point it was like we new year's party. And then, um, we were going to go to the art museum the next day. And, and I just remember being like, I maybe invited him to the art museum. I don't know that he ever said he would go, (laughs) but I just remember going home and being like, I just love that guy. I just love him. And And that sense of just like euphoria for seeing the one that you just really, really like. And the, so anyway, I was like, okay, if this is at all similar to the Lord's experience, then how, how interesting that right after this really great high, that then he's sent to go into the wilderness. And I was thinking about this sort of like, well, that wasn't very nice of you, Holy Spirit. Like you could have given Jesus a little bit of time to kind of enjoy the euphoria and just be really happy. And I mean, I even have this mental picture of Jesus getting baptized and coming out of the water and the Spirit's like, all right, it's time to go. Like you've been baptized. Now just start walking and go into the wilderness. Did it actually happen like that? I have no idea. I don't know what kind of the social structure would have been like hey, I'm going to let my mom know, like, I'm going to send a message through my friend who's watching on the riverbank. I have no idea. But in any case, that picture of like, I'm coming up out of the water and now I'm just walking into the wilderness to go and live in a cave or something for the next 40 days. And I think it's also very fascinating to me to have this, this picture of that extreme shift from here I am, I've been publicly acclaimed and now I'm going out and it's going to be hard. And you know, in the, the, in Mark's gospel, it's not just like, Oh, here he was tempted of the devil. It's like, no, he was there in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted of the devil. And there is 
that kind of ongoing sense, like maybe it wasn't just a one-off, here comes the, the enemy and he's going to engage with the enemy once and he's done. But I think about that, how maybe every day it's like, well, don't you want to eat something today? Don't you want to show that you really are loved? Don't you think that the father loves you and cares for you and wants you to have enough to eat? I mean, it's interesting to even wonder what was it like psychologically for him in the wilderness? What was it like for him? You know, even I think about this sometimes how you have Adam in the garden where he has plenty to eat every, you know, you may freely eat from every tree of the garden and the wild animal or like the animals, he names them all. And it's kind of this picture of a peaceable kingdom. And then you have Jesus is like the opposite that he's in the wilderness. He's had nothing to eat. It says in Mark that the wild animals were there with him. And so even I think in the past, I've kind of viewed this as like, Jesus was at such peace with all the animals. It was just fun. And I think today there was more of this sense of it. Maybe that's possible, but it also could be that this was recorded in the scriptures because he would tell stories about what had happened to him while he was in the wilderness. Like, oh yeah, then there was a time where I I went down to the watering hole and there was evidence of, you know, the, the poisonous snakes mating or whatever. Like, oh, that would be something interesting to see. And so the fact that Adam wasn't able to persist despite all of his beautiful benefits and advantages and yet Jesus was faithful despite the wilderness and the lack of food and the spirit instead of encouraging him for a while of like let's build up your strength and be excited together instead like no sorry you've you've had this beautiful moment now go be tempted for 40 days um it's just I think it's helpful even from my own life to say if the hard times come shortly after the good times, that doesn't mean that I'm doing anything wrong. So Lord, I thank you that Jesus successfully overcame the temptations and I ask that we would do the same. I thank you, Lord, that Jesus was the second Adam and that he succeeded where the first Adam had failed. I thank you, Lord, that you give us this picture of Jesus going from the time of euphoria into the time of trial and yet you were there in both places and so in the way that you're with us whether it's easy times or hard I say thank you for how good you are in your precious name Jesus amen